Design Conversations is a podcast series presented by myself, Jeff Fitzpatrick, containing recorded conversations with preeminent Australian designers across a series of design disciplines. And if not designers, then those who have had integral roles in Australian design. The series is aimed at preserving an oral history and an archive of mid-century design undertakings and to provide an understanding of what it has taken to achieve some of the amazing outcomes in Australian design history. To learn more about the guests and my background, visit designconversations.net. I'm delighted to be speaking today to David Lancashire in his studio in Carlton in Melbourne. David is a major figure in graphic design in Australia, and our conversation follows a very significant and successful opening of his latest exhibition. It was a wonderful exhibition, and it was great to uh, see uh, so many people attended and uh, to have made the sales that you have. It's mm. very, uh, re- very gratifying, I'm sure. It mm. certainly is, especially in this day and age. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, so I was, I was really sort of, um, well, you know, humbled by it because, you know, when you do... Th- oh, the other part of this, I wanted to make it available to to younger people. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why there was no agent's fees, no gallery fees, no... Mm-hmm. And the works were, I think, probably priced, you know, I think, pretty fair. Remarkably fairly so, priced, I so must every, So everybody yes. sort of... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And it was uh, great to see your daughter's work and uh, yeah. that's selling uh, as well mm. you know, uh, also, David. Uh, because I, I suppose you've come uh, quite a journey, um, and just sort of reading a few notes on uh, on your background, you, you left school uh, fairly young, and mm. I, I think first employer was Matthew Ferguson, which is an oh, I uh, no, what happened? Uh, yeah, I started at a, a studio in Manchester mm-hmm. because I started when I was eleven at the Circle Studio Group mm-hmm. with John Henshaw, who taught me everything. I could only draw in black and white for a year. It was very bad house. Mm. Ah, he wanted to help yes. working class kids, but it yes. was sort of, uh, I could only use uh, color after a year mm-hmm. in painting. Mm-hmm. So I could use black and white, three grays mm. for a year and then color. And uh, so he taught me um, commercial art mm-hmm. as well as fine art. Mm. Mm. Um, and I got a job in Manchester uh, and the company would, did um, Massey Ferguson exploded line drawings oh, okay. of, um, of, of um, instruction manuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is pre-digital days. Of course. <laughs> Everything was hand-drawn on Bristol board oh, in gosh. Indian ink by hand, gosh. all in perspective. Yes. Every nut, bolt, washer, sort of screw. and sort of, That's yeah. amazing training, of course. Isn't <clears> and it? then a lot of it was airbrushed. Yes. The mm. old air, you know, with yes. uh, masking yeah. and airbrush. Yeah. So. But obviously mm. the early disciplines that you learnt sort of stood you in amazing ah. stead. Yeah. You know, uh, that um, I think this is part of the problem with the digital age, that um, a, a lot of skill, and real skill, is, uh, is really never assumed, is it? So I think it's different skills now. I mean, mm. you know, when you see a younger designer or a young person work computers, they they have no restriction with it. Whereas, if you've come at it at a later time, it's sort of mm. you're not as fluid. <clears throat> that said, I think that um, a lot of people don't uh, don't be, are not able to draw. 
mm. hand draw, mm. and I think it's really, I think it's really important. Yeah, uh, that sort of hand-eye and eye coordination. Yeah, yeah is really, really it, it, Yeah, exactly. And it, from from the brain to the end of the, you know, the pencil, I think sort of so there's a process involved there Abs- that I think is mm. missed by uh, by the mouse. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think you might be right. Mm. And talking about mouses and not Mickey Mouse, but Hanna-Barbera, that's another mm. uh, early uh, engagement that you had. Yeah, uh, the Industrial Arts Services, which mm. was another company. Because the first company I started at, um, £2.10 a week, I think it was. Mm. <laughs> I was fired redundant because of the recession. Ah. And I uh, went, oh, my God. Uh, anyway, one of the guys said, go and see Arnold Radcliffe, mm-hmm. who went to school with L.S. Lowry, the painter. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. a company called Industrial Art Services. Anyway, I started there uh, and, uh, yeah, ended up doing a lot of uh, interesting work, mm-hmm. all hand done again. Yes. And putting zipper tone on, um, on Yogi Bear and drawings <laughs> that were under license for world distributors of publishers in Manchester. Yes, and, and a little bit with Marks and Spencers. Which Marks and Spencers, yeah. Household name. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hand lettering lollies. Good grief. And, and actually making packs up of, uh, in, in, in cellophane, of painting the backs of the cellophane. In gash and sort of gosh. trying to mock it up as best you could. Gosh, yeah, yeah no, that was a, another interesting. Well, <laughs> that was a real apprenticeship, obviously. It certainly was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> significant. And you came with a couple of mates to Sydney in about 1966, as yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, and stayed for about a year or so. And uh... they they ended up going back. Although Chris, one of them, uh, was uh, married an Australian, and she enjoyed living in England. So right, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I went back. Um, and then got homesick back for Australia. Right, okay. And uh, so when you, you came back here, I, and you came to Melbourne at that stage, you... Uh, yeah, yeah. What ha- I was a, it was a 10 quid pom. Mm-hmm. That was basically what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened, I came, yeah, came to Sydney with, with Chris and, uh, and Bill. Um, we bought a Land Rover from the Snowy Mountain Ski mm-hmm. and then ended up driving to Melbourne Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happened? Uh, I uh, I got all my folio out from under all the rubbish in the back of the the, the Land Rover and mm-hmm. rang Art Associates, which was which was the first name in the book at Flinders Street at, uh, Flinders Street Station in the Yellow Pages. In the Yellow Pages. <laughs> okay. And they said, "Come up and see me." So I went up and actually got a job the first day I arrived. Fantastic! Congratulations. So that was <laughs> in those days. It was fantastic, but. Uh, yeah, so that was my intro, intro into Melbourne. So, right, yeah. okay. And uh, so when you returned to Melbourne, I think this is where you might have met Di, your wife. That's right. I, uh, I went back to England mm-hmm. and then uh, got homesick for the bush, really. Mm-hmm. So I came, mm-hmm. back, came back to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And Di worked for Brian Brandt Photographers. She, right. she studied photography at, at uh, RMIT. Okay, and and she did a little bit of archaeological stuff too. And then she got disillusioned. Well, not, yeah, she did with, with photography. Mm. In those days, it was very hard for... She worked in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Not many women became photographers. Mm-hmm. I think Angie Heinel was one of the first trailblazers. Yes. It was regarded as a men's profession. Yes, <laughs> not yes. A, not yes. Anyway, um, yeah, she... Um, 
She went to La Trobe and did a social anthropology oh, uh, degree. Yeah. Of course, talking about female photographers, it was Sue Ford, I think. Sue Ford, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. And in fact, Joy Hurst, Michael's widow, right, uh, is running this uh, the, the Sue Ford archive at RMIT. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> It's, well, it's an ongoing discussion, isn't it, with uh, women in design and, and, and advertising or design Absolutely. profession, so it's sort of... Uh, yeah. no, well, a recent acquaintance of mine, Jane Connery. Yeah, um, I know Jane. You know Jane? Well, mm. she's doing her doctorate. That's right, on women designers. It, actually, invisible women. Invisible women, right. <laughs> so so, yeah. uh, so it's, it's actually uh, a very timely uh, topic mm. and... Um, uh, I'm delighted that she's doing that. Right, because, yeah. You know, that whole issue of gender balance is pretty mm. pretty important. Mm. Um, but uh, you you then sort of got stuck into a bit of a vengeance, I think, with a children's series of practical puffins. Yeah, that was another adventure for yeah. me. I uh, I was an art director at um, well at Berry Curry, and then I ended up at uh, um, Ogilvy and Maida, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and then. McPhee Gribble, Di Gribble worked for um, Brian Brandt Photography mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she started the publishing company with Hilary McPhee, mm -hmm. uh, oh, McPhee Gribble yes, yes. and asked me if I was interested in, in designing and uh, illustrating the practical puffin mm. that they mm. were working on for Penguin. So I went to see David Wilkin, the, creative, the uh, CEO of uh, Ogilvy and Mather and uh, said, can I go on a three-day week? <laughs> and th these are these are the days before you could do that, right? Yes, I mean, yes. Nobody was on a three-day week. Now it's sort of uh, nearly everybody you talk to is on a three-day week. But um, <coughs> excuse me, and he said, um, "Yeah, he, he gave he, he let me do that." Fantastic. So that uh, was another opportunity, I guess. Uh, to... uh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, no, that was uh, that was rare. and you uh, you had a pretty amazing workload, I think, during the eighties. When you had a lot of commissions from publishing companies and educational institutions uh, and the like, and uh, you also, I think, into uh, the packaging sector. Hmm. Um, so uh, people like uh, Safeways and others, uh, you were were contracting to them and producing, um, I suppose, what is a, a very separate discipline these days in uh, in packaging and packaging design and so forth. So that would have been. I suppose very early stages in that uh, in that uh, business. It, it was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, uh, I actually did all the packaging for Ogilvy and Mather as an art director. Bloody hell! Um, yeah. I had a bit of a bent for packaging, so I actually sort of did it in house. Mm -hmm. Although I did commission Les Mason to do uh, oh. to do one pack. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, they were they were pleased with that because they saved quite a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, my I, my bent was always three dimensional. Yes. Even I did sculpture, uh, I, I did jewellery and um, uh, and pottery in in in, in UK mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Polytechnic but when I worked in Liverpool. But um, so I've always been interested in three dimensional, mm. and that was sort of a natural thing to be part of. Yes, I guess. Hmm. Well, as I'm sure Ogilvy and Mather were delighted. It was a bit of vertical integration. Uh, yeah, all of that, yeah. In, that was, uh, in their service. And then when I, uh, I picked up, uh, through David Mattingly introduced, oh, yes. introduced me into, um, into Safeway. 
Yes. Or is it all Safeway house brand packaging? Right, okay, good. So and everything from milk cartons and... Everything yes. from babies, nappies, milk cartons, you name it. It was sort of, it was a, the heyday of house brand packaging. I suppose from one end to the other. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the alcohol as well. Town, townhouse sort of uh, alcohol, I think. But, yes. Yeah. Tell me about Jeff Fawcett. Jeff, um, Jeff was a... <laughs> He, uh, he was an interesting guy. Je- Jeff was a, a prom. Uh, he was a, um, a lettering artist. Because mm-hmm. I called him a finished artist once, and he said, I'm not a finished artist, I'm a lettering artist. And I went, all right, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was, he put me right back in my box. <laughs> I ended up working with Jeff for 20-odd years or more. Um, mm-hmm. But he, um, he actually gave it all away and, and bought a milk bar, Gosh. believe it or not. And I yes. said, what are you... What were you doing in a milk bar? I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway, sort of, he came to work for me almost full time. I, I kept mm. him busy all the time. Even though he was freelance, mm. I kept him busy all the time. And if, I, if he wasn't busy on, if there wasn't a lot of work going through, we used, I used to scribble bits of lettering and alphabets and he'd, he'd, not, he'd, he'd mm. carry those out. And, and look, he was uh, an interesting guy to work with. Mm. Um, could be a grumpy old sod, but uh, but yeah, no, he was very talented. Yeah, and and really, uh, yeah, taught me a lot as well. Yes, and of course, you you ended up curating a, a uh, an exhibition of his work. Well, yeah. Um, what happened? The family didn't really know what he did. Mm. It was one of those interesting. I suppose mm. you know that happens um, with people. Um, I've ended up with all these tools, all these uh, bits of lead, he kept paper down, you name it. Mm, he, mm. he used to carve sticks and use Indian ink because they were better than the repeatographs. Gosh. He, he was mm. um, brush ruling, and I was taught brush ruling myself, so mm. we were very close in that English mm. tradition of mm. commercial art. But mm. um, yeah, the exhibition, I kept his work, he was going to throw it all out. Mm. And I kept it all. And now it's in the archive at, uh, at RMIT, of course. Which, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you had, a, you had a brush with the showbiz fame uh, with a man from Snowy River. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. that was, uh, they were exciting days with yes. the, the Burroughs Film Group. Yes, and you did Jack the lo- logo and titles. and Did titles, logo. That was the first um, titles I'd ever done. That was, that was a, um, I actually did Barry Humphrey's film, too. Uh, Les Patterson Rides Again. Oh, okay. For uh, Bill Cotton Copping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And, um, yeah, that was rather interesting getting phone calls from Barry, uh, Barry Humphreys all over. I never actually met Barry Humphreys, but he used to ring up and say, oh, I like this idea, and you, could you do it? Yeah, because yes. I had it all in scratchy handwriting. Yes. Oh, yes. I imagine uh, Les Patterson was right, so he'd, he'd sort of uh, uh, give feedback on stuff. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, they, they were interesting days with uh, Anzacs. I did Anzacs for, ah, for, okay. um, yes. uh, for Jeff, for, for Jeff Bur- uh, Burroughs. Yes. And John Dixon. For, um, that was Channel 9, I think, bought that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, those, those credits and designs were done on the Pixel uh, at um, Armstrong's. It was called the Pixel system or something. Mm. It was a very early version of, um, well, a big version. It was huge mm. in size, physical size. Now you can do it on a Mac. Mm. <laughs> you could do it on an on a iPad. But yes. um, you can actually pick colour out of the film and match it and sort of... So okay. I, I did all yeah. under direction yeah. Yeah, with... Mm. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, that's uh, oh, I hadn't I hadn't realised that about uh, yeah. there's Patterson rides again. That's an it's an interesting story. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, it reminds me a little bit. I, I'm sure you've heard Max. Uh, oh well, Max, I think Max knew him in London. Didn't yes. he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, that famous story about Barry ringing him and saying, "Can uh, I need a backdrop? Can you paint like?" Um, Oh gosh, um, the horses are series. Uh, well, right. Sorry, I don't know. Oh um, <laughs> gosh, uh, mental black. I have to cut this out, won't I? <laughs> uh, um, oh dear, yeah, he was part of the Heidi School, and uh, oh yeah, yes, and uh, we'll fill his name in later. Well, well, well we, the, the, the penny will drop eventually. Yes, it will. Can you paint like this particular gentleman? And Max said, anyone can paint like him. So he, he did <laughs> right, a big okay. backdrop on the stage for the review that was being run in the West End of London right, okay. of um, uh, the backdrop for the Dead Kelly series. Mm. And years later, it was put up for sale, that same backdrop, uh, by Christie's as an original Nolan. Oh, Sydney, Sydney Nolan. Sydney Nolan, of course. Nolan, he, of course. He, he, he was at Heidi Ennis, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. So, uh, and then there, Max ended up on the front page of the Herald declaiming the fact that, no, it was, you know, I did that. Right, okay. I don't uh, know that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, so as a consequence, he, he had a buyer in Japan who was interested in buying the work, you know, even though it wasn't an original Nolan. Hmm? And uh, Barry, oh, sorry, Max explained to the bar, you know, well, it's not a Nolan, it's a Robinson. He said, well, I prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Kelly series wasn't that big. No. They weren't that big, if you know, if you know the yes, place. Yeah, yes, they're yes, quite... Because yeah. they're all done in the dining room out at Heidi, weren't they? Yeah, they're they? all quite yeah. small, yeah. <clears throat> quite small. In so. fact, I actually lived in Danilo Vasiliev's house, Dianai. Oh, and yes. A stony grad. yes. And he actually painted one of the Kelly series, reported to have painted one of the Kelly series in that house. Oh, okay. Uh, because uh, Arthur Boyd, uh, there was Boyd, Tucker, Tucker there was all that, uh, yeah. Joy, um, yeah. And Joy Hester. Joy Hester, yeah. In fact, um, I've got a photograph of Joy Hester sat downstairs in, in Stony Green. Oh, but yeah, 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 no, sort of. But yes, he was a major contributor exactly, uh, to the yeah. works there. That was mm. important. And you had a nas another dash of the fashion industry with uh, labels for people like Jag and Coogee and... Yeah, I, uh, Jag, uh, I work for uh, Rob Palmer. Oh, yes, Adele's husband. From, yeah. mm. If you remember, he had the advertising agency, Singleton, Palmer and Strauss, I think. Mike yes. Strauss and yes. all that sort of, yeah. Yep. And um, anyway, I, I had quite a good relationship with, with Rob Palmer mm -hmm. and, and designed Jag. In fact... They brought my old logo back now, after mm. all these years, oh, and changed it. Somebody tried to move it slightly away, and then it's gone back again. So I'm quite shocked about it. I'll have to bring, but, it, bring you my T-shirt for an autograph. <laughs> right, okay. My Jag T-shirt. <laughs> right, okay. But yeah, I, I, had, I, yes, I spread myself across quite a wide range of subjects, mm. mainly mm. to keep myself interested. Yeah. I mean, I and of course, sports girl. You were sports girl. We uh, we had for six years. That was mm. that was fantastic. Mm. No, that um, was the... working with Bardos. And, yes, yeah. yes, and um, um, that was. Um, uh, I remember Rob Palmer's passing was a huge blow. Of course, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he actually. Um, I think it was the wrong pills for going overseas. Oh, it gosh. was something like that. Yeah. Um, because I was actually working for the Palmer Corporation mm. when that happened. Mm. And Adele Palmer uh, went on, of course, in, in fashion. Mm. And then I did a lot of work with Dowd. 
Well, uniforms, yeah. yes, yeah. bank uniforms. So it's sort of like there was a. I had. A, I must admit, I had a huge. Um, my studio was pretty big then, and I had a couple of really young art directors that enjoyed fashion. Mm. So yeah. that really helped me because I yeah. turned into a creative director, not an hands-on. So uh, it's sort of. Um, yeah. And they really it worked yeah, well. They enjoyed it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know where the name Jag came from? I don't know. Well, I was surprised and a little shocked to hear that I had Adele come and address a design forum years ago now mm. and talk about fashion and uh, uh, Jane Lamington and uh, Dare Jennings and so on. Anyhow, um, she explained during her presentation that it was, she was an enamoured of uh, the Jaguar car. And oh, so really? It was the Jag. The Jag. Right, <laughs> well, okay. So that was that, that, the little shop on, Cha on Chapel yes. Street that was yes. started in Denham. That was yes, Jag. that's yeah. right. The Jag label. So I was surprised. I, I don't know if I was disappointed. I was expecting something, <laughs> something else. <laughs> a bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, they, they had a... Um, they knocked off... Uh, I say they did. I'm sure they did. It was, thank God it's Friday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, they, they had, thank God it's Saturday. Ah, okay. And it was uh, Rebecca Shuttlebutt was the label. It was a yes. kids' label yes. that I designed. It was, a, and I designed in stores as well. It was, yes. it was that period where it all got really sort of quite moving sideways in fashion. You know, yes. the, groove, the groovy time. Of yes. sort of, uh, yes. yeah. it was a very frenetic time. It was it? fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, quite, quite mm. something. Mm. And of course, you've got a cabinet full of awards, I guess, too. There are a few awards. There are yeah. a few, and I think mm. starting with. Uh, uh, the Melbourne Art Directors uh, Club mm. uh, may have been one of the first ones. Uh, and then, of course, the Design Institute Hall of Fame in yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just a few years back, uh, the Australian Graphic Designers Association Hall of Fame, mm. which is very well deserved. Very flattering to be in two halls of yes, fame. Yes, of course. <laughs> You're caught between two halls. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> And of course, the, the you know the major one, the Alliance Graphique Internationale. Yeah, that, uh, that's a significant uh, recognition internationally, of course. Well, you can't ask for that one. No, of course. Well, you couldn't ask for Hall of Fame either. You, you but, um, but uh, yeah, it's nearly twenty years now. Gosh, uh, I'm and an old member of RG, <laughs> not a young member. It's sort of it's bizarre, but anyway. To say your senior seniors card on the on the entry, something like that. And of course, you're going to Paris. Yes, going to yeah. Paris. Uh, in a, in a couple of weeks. Yes, and you're you're preparing your uh, your Rue series to uh, as gifts, which is a lovely. A few idea. black and white drawings of Rue. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, so that was terrific. You've moved moved studios a few times. I think you were in the Pran Market. Uh, the, above the main entrance of Pran Market. Yeah. Yes. From a uh, a shed I built in in Ashburton in the garden. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't build it. A couple of young guys. In fact. Uh, Mike Stokes, who became an, a pretty top architect with Tract, mm. he was one of the young lads that built it. So, oh. sort of <laughs> but um, yeah, so I moved to uh, above the market. Then I, uh, yeah, where did I move from? You, and then I moved you, to the church at uh, Chandler Hamilton Mere, further okay. further up High Street. And, and you were in Newry Street in Richmond. Newry Street, Richmond. Yeah, and um, then William Street. William Street in South Yarra. Was it? That was Yarra Street in South Yarra Street. Yarra. That's and, right. And yes. then William Street in Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. And then and then here in Amos uh, Street. Street. Yeah. Street. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which is um, so um, a little bit of packing up and unpacking uh, along the way. Which is difficult for me because I collect, I hoard a lot of stuff. <laughs>
<laughs> Indeed. Talking about building the shed in Ashburton reminds me of Patty Stitt um, explaining with Alex Stitt's mm. uh, collection. They lived down at Red Hill at yeah, the that's time. Right. Yeah. And um, they got such a scare with the bushfires that went through one year that it galvanised them into donating their archive <laughs> into a safer space. I remember, I think, Harriet told me that, yes. related that story. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that was a, a little significant. And I was at the book launch uh, for Alex's uh, major book mm. uh, that um, Philip Adams came down mm. for. And, uh, yes, he, he recounted that as well. He'd been given a scare. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> I, I missed that. I was in hospital. Oh, um, that, yeah. Yes, yeah. But... Uh, but um, we talked um, a little bit before about slow design and um, mm. and uh, using hand, and uh, I think you were quoted at one stage to um, quoting to your student to put marks on paper and draw, mm. and uh, I guess that's been a, an issue uh, in education for a little while now, and uh, it's a little inevitable, but it's pleasing to see that uh, you know hand drawings coming back as a, as a fairly strong discipline. I think it is. I think there's a lot of people out there actually understanding that and getting a reprieve from uh, what I call the digital trance. Oh, you know, because, yeah. look, computers are brilliant. They're fantastic. But there's nothing like scratching on a bit of paper or, uh, you know, uh, getting your hands dirty a little. I yes. Think, I think that's sort of... And there are, I think there's the movement coming back. Yeah, there are a lot of very talented... People out there. It, it seems mm. that that way. A significant shift in your career, I guess, was when you um, you moved into the bush. Um, I guess that uh, you uh, you said of Gagajuelda, um, uh, the late Bill Naegi, taught you how to look and feel this country, and when mm. you spent time up north, and um, you have put in some significant contributions, um, not only in your work but in your experiences in living. Um, uh, out in the bush, and and you were working on the, <coughs> uh, the Bawali, is it the Bawali? B- Bawali, Bawali, Bawali Visitor Centre in Kakadu National Park. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I suppose you'd spent time with people like Glenn Merkett and Troppo. My, <coughs> excuse me, I met um, Glenn with um, with Phil Harris from Troppo mm-hmm. when when that project was was on. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, the Troppo have become very close friends now over the years and, yes. uh, and have taught me an awful lot as well as to, to uh, look at country and feel this, what this country has to offer mm. uh, architecturally or, you know, um, and yeah, Mercat, uh, some years ago we went, uh, Di and I went with um, Peter Stutchby uh, and Adrian Welke and there was, and his brother, we all went to uh, AP Wylands um uh, and it right up through into um, uh, into the into the uh, Kimberley with, mm-hmm. with Glen Merkett. Mm-hmm. Merkett was in our car, ah. and we called it the Oldsmobile because there was Di, myself, <laughs> and Glen <laughs> in the in the car. And uh, I, I think Adrian had planned to take him bush for quite a few mm-hmm. years, and it fitted <clears throat> in with his teaching, or mm-hmm. fitted in with his life. Mm. But yes, it's. Um, it's great being close and being able to talk to people that you admire and sort of uh, and learn so much from. I think. Mm. 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 Yeah. No. And um, uh, I suppose that um, 
you've had a, a few decades now worth of um, uh, of experience, um, and um, I think one of the significant parts of uh, of your work in the in the later years has been um, your recognition of country and the images that you've uh, you've produced around that. Mm. Uh, it's important for me uh, being. A when I, I had an article in Graphis magazine, and Virginia Shroli was the interview. She, mm-hmm. she interviewed me and wrote the article for Marty Peterson in New York, and, and I actually called it Invasion Day then. Ah, okay. Uh, way back then. Yes. And now it's, it's That's cropped up. That's very pertinent, yes. I, I, uh, with going bush and living with Aboriginal mob and understanding their culture and trying to be a transparent because of uh, being a white fella um, and not a black fella, it's sort of it's a balancing act. But also, it taught me so much of understanding what this country is, and I, I really truly believe this. Unless the white, unless we as a country reconcile with Aboriginal people, we won't understand what this country has to offer. Mm, mm. To be honest, with you. unless <laughs> my true, this is my gut feel. That's my yes. my, my point of view. But, yeah. Well, it's, um, it's a very pertinent issue right at this moment, of course. It will it? keep going, Jeff, yeah, until, sure. until, until governments realise or people realise what, uh, what we have to do to actually uh, consolidate with, mm. with black fellows. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah. It was like the peace row I did for the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. That was... That was uh, the, that was, I think the, uh, the SOCOG, the, uh, the Sydney committee, approached eight designers to do mm. posters, graphic mm. designers. It was a, f- um, you could do anything you wanted as long as it was in the, uh, <coughs> in the charter of the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. No guns, no violence, no mm. night, you know. <coughs> and that, that idea went round my head for a long time, and uh, it was Keating that, that was the, re- it was the talk in, uh, you know, the um, launch in, uh, in Redfern, the yes. Redfern that about, uh, you know, about reconciliation. So mm. I, I did that piece through mm. for peace and reconciliation between white and black Australia. Yes. Yeah. And I got a, a lovely signed edition. Well, I sent Cathy Freeman one and she signed yes. it. Signed it oh, wonderful. So I've got a nice signed <laughs> Cathy Freeman. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. a, it's a nice bit of ephem- beautiful ephemera I've got. Absolutely. <laughs> no, and a very significant piece. Mm. Just backtracking a second. I, I, I Sorry, I'm rambling. No, 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 not at all. I, um, uh, I know that you've, uh, you've done a lot of projects for, for signage work and amongst them Werribee Zoo and Hillsville Sanctuary and Royal Botanic Gardens. Mm. And that must be very satisfying to see those are sort of a long-term um, projects and, uh, and fairly uh, constant and permanent. Uh, it's been an interesting one, though, yeah, because it's sort of that, part of this was um, with no experience of material. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't sort of study uh, architecture or, or um, landscape architecture or whatever into interiors. It, it was learning... Through the back door, as it were, mm. but I really did enjoy that sort of, um, that, you know, that working with um, landscape architects mm. and architects on signage programs mm. um, through interpretation as well. I mean, interpreting um, uh, was which was great. Um, it was a, a a new area, I should say, when we started this because I remember. Agda talking about this. What are you doing signage for? I remember mm. it coming up in a meeting, and I said, "Well, 
What do you mean? I mean, because I, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but I actually, when I was president of uh, Agda, I actually tried to get Agda and DIA together mm -hmm. in one organisation with different chapters. Because at that stage, I was paying my fees to DIA and paying it to Agda, and I said, "This is crazy." Mm. And one could feed the other, and they oh, didn't. Mm. Know, it was just anyway. Sorry, so that's a bit political. <laughs> no, not at all. Because I was actually <laughs> engaged in the same process. And I remember having a meeting with Richard Henderson and John Harrison, who was the then national president mm. of the DIA. Richard was highly involved in the, the formation of AGDA. Um, That's right. Mm. And uh, it was a lunch hour, and we actually had uh, Richard's studio, Fred Henderson Island, mm. was next door to Innerspace, who were, right, okay. uh, was my company at the time. Um, and we chatted, and it was just prior to the Mil Mildura Oh, the Mildura... Uh, the, uh, what was it? Congress. Congress, yeah, yes. Yeah, in, yeah, Mildura right. Congress. And everyone came back from that so fired up, mm. you know, uh, and that was it. Put pay to any sort of sense of um, um, amalgamation or mm. merge or whatever else. Um, and it's never retreated from there. Uh, occasionally there would be Agda presence who would come along and say, oh, maybe we should... I still be believe it should have happened, yeah, I've I, got to say, because... Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm pleased to hear <coughs> you say that, um, because it, uh, uh, there are so many of the very preeminent graphic designers who mm. have to be members of both organisations. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe one day. And the reason I think I brought that up <laughs> is because of the signage, because yes. uh, when you're dealing with architects, it's a whole... They're a whole different um, profession yes. compared to graphic design, mm. as you know. Mm. So mm. It takes you longer mm. to become an architect. It's a deeper sort mm. of uh, philosophical. I, I, you know, anyway, it's sort of um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm. The last job I worked on was the Arboretum in Canberra. That was with uh, Taylor Cullity Leflin. Mm. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, that went sideways, but. Um, it's nice to leave a legacy of, of signage that doesn't just look like signage in the landscape. Yes. It's actually more sculptural or it's more, it's been a thought process with the landscape architects or the, or the architects. Well, I, I think good signage is a, is a very significant um, relationship mm. between the graphic issues, architecture and landscaping. Mm. You know, three very significant professions mm. and uh, to pull that off and merge it and, and make everyone happy. Is well, that's, a, that's, another, <laughs> that's another thing. I don't think everybody's happy all the time. No. Although, we, 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 the, the zoo job, the seal enclosure at the zoo was with Troppo and mm. uh, Telecolity Leffley in the Nacelles. I still think that was a really great project uh, of collaboration with those professions. Yes. Mm. So, David, <coughs> you still seem to be extraordinarily busy, and I know you do a mm. bit of commuting uh, between regional Victoria and, the, <laughs> and, uh, and Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, you still obviously have a lot on your place, and you're still very engaged and busy, and this last exhibition, of course, was a very fine example of that. Um, uh, any particular uh, projects that uh, you'd flag at present time that uh, we should look forward to? The one, <coughs> in fact, the one I saw this morning was... Uh, some years ago, I did uh, some interpretation for Manningham Council, mm -hmm. all laser cut, uh, for the Corowong uh, um, Bush Park yes. in, uh, near Warrandyte. And yes. um, uh, one of my installers got me involved to... Um, 
am I interested in, in pitching for this job? Mm -hmm. And um, I, uh, I said, yeah, of course. So uh, I went, I, I pitched for the, with them for the job. They got it. And yes. it's, it's the entrance to the Corolong Bush Park ah, okay. near Warrandyte, Reynolds yes. Road. Yes. And it's a really exciting project. Mm -hmm. And they, Manningham, were really happy that, uh, that Brendan had got me out of semi-retirement. Oh. And I said, well, I, I've never been in retirement. I don't want to go into retirement. Sure. And that job's really exciting because it's 17 metres of rusting steel and sculptural. So it's mm. sort of... Mm. So I'm really, uh, that's one project that sort of will happen in the next month, I think, installed. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, so I'm yeah. really, and working for Shop for Shops as a consultant, working with a really good product designer yes. on product and also um, uh, up upping the quality of graphics for, uh, for bro brochures. And, so yeah. you're, you're not slowing down? No, no. <laughs> and, and then I'm working, now I'm working on another exhibition. Oh, that's, that's, that's very good news, and we'd, we'd have mm. to look forward to that. Mm. Um, I've got to thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been fascinating to, uh, to go through the conversation and, uh, and explore um, the issues that you've, uh, you've encountered. And I'm going to make a quote. David Lancashire's five-decade journey, traversing, exploring, and blurring the lines between art and design. And I think that's a very nice... Summation, mm. and if I could see who the author of that was, I'd give her a give her a, <laughs> a, a credit. I'll add it in later okay, on, perhaps, thanks. David. But thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I'm really generous of you to uh, to share your time. No, Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Terrific. Yeah.